Hello and welcome to Affable Chat Off Script, the episodes of Affable Chat that aren't about movies. My name is Benjamin and this is our first video episode. Normally we just record Affable Chat um, in an audio sense and from an audio capacity, uh, but now we're going to try video. I've got not just one, but two cameras. And I'm going to do my best to look at them. Again, this is our first shot at video. Normally, I'm just like zeroed in and focused on recording audio and, you know, thinking about the things I'm going to say. Now I'm also having to think about what my body's doing. And honestly, I don't know what to expect. So we're just going to try it and we're going to see what comes out. Today, we're going to be looking at some tweets, some of my bookmarked tweets. If you don't know what uh, bookmarked tweets are, it's... Uh, there's a tool on Twitter where if you want to save something, you know, it's just like bookmarks on a, a browser. You just can store something away to be viewed later. Uh, and we're going to go through some of the ones that I like in my bookmarks and we're going to talk about them. Uh, and I'm going to do my best for the audio listeners to describe the things we're looking at. Um, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, again, trying to balance this whole audio and video thing. But enough talking about the platform, <laughs> enough talking about the format. Let's get into these tweets. Uh, so this first one comes from at Grant Tucker, uh, and it says, Britain, we survived the war and we can survive coronavirus. Also Britain, and it has this video. A bizarre story of our times. After KFC runs out of chicken, the police are forced to warn people to stop calling. It's not an emergency. I've had to go to Burger King. A bizarre... <laughs> um... Honestly, having to go to Burger King is kind of like worth calling the cops over. But if your first choice is KFC, I don't know if you'd actually hold that opinion that strongly. Um, I've been to uh, Britain, but I didn't know that they had Burger King over there. Those poor, I thought Burger King was a plague that only applied to us. <laughs> but um, also, did you guys notice that music that was playing right there? It's like... A bizarre story oh, of our oh, times oh, after KFC oh, oh, runs like, out of chicken, the police are dang, I can to tell some news is happening right now. Calling. This is that bump. It's not an uh, emergency. I'm uh, 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 about to uh. go to Burger King. That poor lady story. having to go to Burger King. Um, okay, that is the first one. <laughs> Let's keep this thing moving. Um, okay, so this one is a tweet has a clip from MSNBC. It says, this clip is just incredible. When he said, if you're ahead of us on the math, I thought he was about to correct the terrible math, but no. Um, okay, and I'll just go ahead and play the clip. But you see it as a possibility if he wants to spend a billion bucks beating this guy, he could do it. Absolutely. And they're referring to Mike Bloomberg here uh, spending a million bucks. Um, somebody tweeted recently that um, actually with the money he spent, he could have given every American a million dollars. got it. Let's put it up yeah. on the screen. Right, what did, what did she say? Recently that, um, beating this guy, he could do it. Absolutely. Um, somebody tweeted recently that... Um, uh, see, that's... Somebody tweeted recently is how she begins that phrase. I've also begun many phrases with somebody tweeted, and generally what follows is not great because anybody can tweet, and just because somebody tweeted it doesn't mean that there's any sort of merit at all implied. But let's see what, let's see what somebody had to say. Actually, with the money he spent, he could have given every American a million dollars. I've got it. Let's put it up yeah. on the screen. It, when I read it, 
uh, tonight on social media, it kind of all became clear. Bloomberg spent $500 million on ads, U.S. population $327 million. Uh, don't tell us if you're ahead of us on the math. He could have given each American $1 million and have had lunch money left over. It's an incredible way of putting it. It's a- okay, Brian Williams, the... <sighs> In case it's not clear to you how wrong that math is, first, let me actually read the tweet because Brian Williams paraphrased a little bit. The tweet says, Bloomberg spent $500 million on ads. The U.S. population is $327 million. He could have given each American $1 million and still have money left over. I feel like a $1 million check would be life-changing for most people. Yet he wasted it all on ads and still lost, Okay. <sighs> that's not how math works, man. Uh, in case, in case you aren't, it's not clear to you uh, why this math. I'm, I'm assuming it is clear, but if, just in case it's not, just in case for Brian Williams, let's walk this back. Okay, let's go in the opposite direction. The the, the claim is he could have given each American one million dollars and still had money left over. Okay, so we want to give 1 million to each person. How much money did Bloomberg spend? 500 million. So we have 501 millions to hand out, all right? And how we're trying to do the entire US population. How many people are in the US population? 327 million. We have 500. Not even close. The math is actually closer to like a dollar 30. With the money he spent, he could have given every American a dollar 30. So, way off with the math. That's definitely not a million dollars. But let me be clear. The, the point here is still valid. There is a lot of money in our politics. Mike Bloomberg has an unreal amount of money. Nobody's disputing that. But by making the point in the way that this woman did, it's going to make our whole, it undermines the whole argument. Um, it, it's like, yeah, he. it's going to be used as one of those talking points where they're like, oh, that's fake news you know or could be used as one of those talking points where they're like oh i heard that somebody made that up and the math is actually completely wrong like you're undermining your entire argument by not being able to do simple math okay um and because this is uh, a tweet and they also put her name her name the 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 person who referenced this tweet the this uh her name is mara gay she started off the sentence with she had the phrase earlier the somebody on twitter said um you know, she's a New York Times editorial board member, okay? Um, and I actually went and checked out her Twitter account because I was like, oh, dude, people are definitely going to be burying her on Twitter. And um, I saw, she's right here, 700, or sorry, <laughs> 70.6 thousand followers. Uh, her bio says New York Times editorial board covering politics and all things New York, subway rider, Rockaway beachgoer, city. Notice she didn't mention anything about math. So, we shouldn't be surprised if she's going to make a math error like that. Uh, and because this was blowing up on Twitter, I went and checked and she actually tweeted, Be- buying a calculator, BRB. So, uh, you know, at least she's admitting some uh, some faults here. You know, she's trying to roll with it. And um, I think that's I think that's kind of funny. But yeah, Bloomberg does have a lot of money, but he didn't spend enough to give every American a million dollars. As much as that, I would have definitely welcomed that kind of uh, <laughs> influx of cash into my life. Uh, moving forward, we've got a tweet from at Respectful Memes, uh, which is one of these, you know, uh, wholesome meme accounts. Uh, I really like these. I-, I love the idea of being uh, super wholesome with the meme format. 
you know, the image, I guess, format. And also, like, wholesome meme accounts, my favorite ones are the ones that push in a direction of wholesomeness so hard that it almost bridges over into being, like, violently wholesome or, like, brutally wholesome where they're, like, you know, you have a baseball bat that says respect on it and it's, like, you're smashing it into somebody that you respect. But, like, the the, the idea is that it's good, right? But they, that's how wholesome is. They're, like, being oh, very violently wholesome. Anyways, anyways, that's not what this tweet is about. This tweet, uh, it has Master Splinter um, walking and holding hands with baby Leonardo and, like, a baby version of... Um, Leonardo the Ninja Turtle and it, it like you've probably seen this image used before because it's usually him walking with all four of the Ninja Turtles but it's just little Leonardo and on Master Splinter it says my mom pretending to like the macaroni art I showed her and then the next image is a full-grown Leonardo and an older Master Splinter walking with a cane and on Leonardo it says me pretending to like the Facebook meme she showed me and honestly man this this touched me because uh, I think we all know that feel when like your parents aren't good at memeing or whatever or they're you know kind of awkward on social media and uh, you know you got to be like great meme mom you know even if it's like not gonna pop off on the internet you can be like yeah I I, I like that you're you're showing the initiative to try and uh, do the the meme format um, this actually reminded me of or, or like brought into my mind just the concept of sharing memes and the different ways to do that because like they specifically say the meme she showed me right not meme she sent me so it's the same thing as like when you're a kid you bring your macaroni art look mom and then now it's like look son at this meme that I made and um the way I share memes (laughs) a lot of the times is through uh the internet right like i'm sending them in text messages or uh, you know sharing links or whatever you know but rarely do i try to show somebody a meme because i've noticed at least in my experience that when you like hold your phone up to someone and be like hey look how funny this meme is it's rarely as funny like you it's almost like part of the format is that you have to encounter it organically uh, and not be forced into laughing at it like if it's actually funny you'll laugh at it no matter what Um, but if somebody shows it to you in person, there's almost this implication. It's where it's like, well, you kind of have to laugh because if you don't, that's kind of rude. Right. Um, I mean, I don't know, I'm just speaking from personal experience, but most of the time when people hand me their phone, they're like, Oh my God, look at this hilarious meme. And sometimes you've seen it before. Sometimes it's like a tired meme that you've, you've seen enough of that format and maybe it's novel to the person showing it to you, but uh, you know, it's, it's kind of something you're not interested in anymore. I'm not trying to sound like some sort of meme elitist, but I, I think a lot of people probably can agree with this, that showing somebody a meme in real life is setting them up for failure. Uh, that's, but that's how I feel about it. You know, um, it's, it's a little bit like this where you have to pretend to like the meme, uh, just to save face and, and to be a good friend or good person rather than how you authentically feel because, again, just speaking from experience, I feel like the best memes, the funniest memes are the ones that you encounter online, not the ones that people shove in your face and say, hey, laugh at this. All right, let's move on to our next tweet. Now, let me preface this one and say, I don't really know that much about astrology, Um, so I want to come, I'm coming at this tweet from a place of curiosity. Okay. I genuinely 
would love to hear some sort of um, insight from an astrology expert. And I know the internet is full of people who are well-versed in this. So hopefully somebody that knows what astrology is sees this and can sound off in the comments because, like I said, <laughs> this is our first podcast that is um, video, so you can comment below on YouTube. But the tweet says, oh, and it's from at Lusty Feels, okay? So we're already loving the Twitter handle, Lusty Feels. Lusty Feels says, if you're a Pisces, Aries, Libra, Cancer, a fucking Cancer, Scorpio, Aquarius, y'all can, okay, so if you're, if you're any of those six, y'all can sense things before they even happen. Y'all be like, in quotes, he slash she is going to end up hurting you. Trust me. Or I know how this is going to end. And 100% of the time, you're right. LMAO with like a crying laughing emoji. 100% of the time. Now, I, I would love to know what is actually being stated here. Because for me, reading this, it is a claim that six of the 12 astrological stars ha- are, are basically have perfect foresight, have the ability to, that's so raven, you know, you know, view the future, and then 100% of the time, they're correct. Now, I understand that this is kind of a, what is it called, like an engagement strategy, right? Like you're trying to gain more followers. I mean, look at the, look at the first comment underneath. She says, Y'all are so sensitive. You really deserve the world. And, I, and this is her talking to the six astrological stars, or sorry, uh, signs that this tweet relates to. Pisces, Aries, Libra, Cancer, Scorpio, Aquarius. Cancer, fucking cancer. Don't forget. So she's talking to them. Y'all are so sensitive. Six out of the 12 astrological stars, uh, signs. You really deserve the world. If you see your sign on here, I called you out. Follow me and let's be mutuals. Like this for a follow back. I would really like to know if this is like some sort of off-brand astrology that's just a engagement strategy or if this is legit canon and people, you know, people with their, uh, uh, you know, who really believe in this stuff would look at this and be like, yep, that's, that checks out. You know, the other 50% of the astrological stars don't have this ability, but these 50% of everyone totally can see the future and just... <laughs> and no one listens to them. Um, I actually like was reading through some of the comments and uh, I saw somebody was like, and yet no one listens to us as if like this is some sort of like proof that, oh, here it is. Yet no one ever listens. Like we have the proof. This tweet says we're right 100% of the time, but no one ever listens. So you know what? Maybe I'm one of those people that never listens. Maybe I need uh, to be set straight. And and my Pisces, Aries, Libra. So actually, yeah, let me use this engagement strategy. Listen, if, if you see your sign on here, I called you out. Follow me and let's be mutuals. And then you can tell me if you're actually correct 100% of the time, okay? Um, I'm, I called you out just like this tweet. I called you out specifically, you. You. And... Uh, I want to hear it. I want to know because astrology is has always fascinated me, but I've never had the 
energy or the want to investigate super deep. Honestly, it's complicated. It's not like just, you know, one, there's a whole chart and there's a lot to dig through. Um, and I just, I'm not big brained enough to understand it all. So please, if, if anything I said here is egregious to you because you know astrology and I'm just totally missing it, let me know. Sound off in those comments. I called you out, like I said, specifically you, Pisces, Aries, Libra, Cancer, Scorpio, and Aquarius people, specifically calling on you. All right, let's, uh, let's keep this thing moving forward. This next tweet comes from at Pico Sheep, um, and it's a clip from, I believe this is Digimon. Um, it's from anime. It's an anime. Um, and I'll play that clip for you right now. Oh, hold up. Got to turn the volume on. There we go. He's just a kid like you, David. You got to outrun him. You could do it. And even if you can't, we won't think any less of you, man. Some nice friends you got there, David. He's just a kid. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's totally right. Davis, I haven't seen Digimon in like a long time, so I don't remember who Davis is um, or who any of these characters are really, but I, <laughs> those are some nice friends he's got there. Uh, this is actually something I've started to notice because I've been watching anime for the first time really ever. You know, like I watched Yu-Gi-Oh and a little bit of Digimon um, as a kid and Pokemon as a kid, but um, never watched them all the way through and... Uh, I started watching My Hero Academia recently, and I've really been enjoying it. And one of the things that I like the most about that, like choosing to watch anime, is that it's a totally different culture, and there's different like societal norms that they push and enforce through their shows, uh, or like you know within the show. And one of the things that I love seeing is when they kind of like are too on the nose about how to be like a wholesome supportive friend you know like the first two say things that are definitely supportive and like they're obviously davis's friend but the third guy is like so explicit that he's like yeah like no pressure man like try your best but like even if you don't win we will still support you we're still your friend uh like listen to this guy hold on you gotta outrun him you could do it and even if you can't we won't think any less of you man Oh, it's so on the nose, you know, like, no, I don't know if anyone had actually, it's like, <laughs> and I see this too in My Hero Academia, the same thing where it's like, come on, you can't give up. You have to work hard. Like hard work is what's really important, you know, and um, it can seem a little bit like clunky and on the nose, um, but I see it as just a like aspect of the genre or certainly as some subsection of the genre and i really like that you know uh, we looked at a wholesome meme earlier I, I like wholesome concepts uh within yeah, my cartoons or my anime so uh this that's why this clip really spoke to me but also listen to the way this guy says the nice friends some nice friends you got there davis <laughs> i don't know why he just does it so like his voice is so tiny uh when he lets that out but okay, let's keep let's keep this thing. We're, we're making good time here. Let's let's keep this thing rolling right along. Um, and this next one we've got from Anthony Alexis. He tweets uh, a video, and the caption is "El último foo bender." <laughs> and uh, we've got well, I'll, I'll just I'll just play it. 
Oh my gosh, this guy, wow. Okay, so for the audio listeners, uh, this is obviously from Avatar, but the, this guy is kind of acting out each portion of it. So for water, he takes a swig of, uh, I don't know, is that Evan Williams? I'm not sure, some sort of liquor. And then for Earth, he holds up a joint and then uh, and he stomps while he does it. And the stomp is really... It's so well-timed. For fire, he like puts the joint to his lips and lights it, and he breathes in, and then for air, he lets out a cloud of smoke. And honestly, oh, and not to mention, he's got <laughs> the Avatar, like if you know what Aang looks like from Avatar, he's got the blue arrow on his head. This guy's bald, <laughs> so he's got the blue arrow like painted on his head and also on his arms. Um I'm just impressed with the execution here, you know, taking the swig. I, I wonder if this is his first, uh, uh, you know, clip when they did this. And, uh, you know, one shot, uh, one, one, uh, what am I trying to say here? You know, a perfect shot. You know, he, he tried it and got it on his first try. Um, but that, the, the stomp is just so well-timed. It really brings the whole thing together. El ultimo bender. I love that. Um, okay, well, we are absolutely flying through this. I kind of expected that to take a little bit longer, but like I said, this is our first try, so we're going to just roll with it. Uh, coming up on Affable Chat, in case this is your first time seeing us, we our normal episodes are episodes where we review movies, and... Um, this next tweet has something to do with the movie we're about to do. So this tweet comes uh, to us from at Wahoo. And uh, Wahoo says, Dudes will swear these bitches parasites, but still haven't hit a bong with a hoe since last June. (laughs) Oh, man. I love this tweet format, whatever you call this, where they like take parts of a different phrase or a different like sentence and insert them into something that looks like it could be about just a generic tweet i mean obviously this is a reference to bong jun ho who is the director of the academy award winner for best picture parasite which is the movie we're doing next on affable chat so if you've seen it if that's interesting to you uh look forward to our next episode and that's going to do it for the first video episode of Affable Chat. I hope this looked good. <laughs> I really don't know. Uh, I do want to, just like everything with this whole creative process, you, you start somewhere and you just try things and learn and try them again and get better. So that's what we're doing. Um, the, the whole podcast, I think we have the audio bit down and now we're trying to move uh, even further. Um, so we'll just have to see where this goes. If you want to call us up on Affable Chat, you can. We do have a phone number. Our phone number is 833-600-2428. That's 833-600-CHAT. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, like, for instance, Spotify. Um, And please leave us a review. I mean, most places have their own review systems. The, the, The best ones, the most... You know, the, the best ones to help us expand our audience are on Apple. Uh, leave us a review, five stars. Uh, that really helps our us grow our audience. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at AffableChat on both, or you can send us an email, AffableChat at gmail.com. I mean, if you're watching this on YouTube, then you know we have a YouTube channel. Um, just search Affable Chat if you want to find us. And that's going to do it for the first 
video podcast for Affable Chat. And um, I, yeah, I know it's short. I'm hoping to figure this whole thing out, like I said. Uh, but that's going to do it. For Affable Chat, I'm Benjamin. Thanks for listening.